Hello, my name is Rasul Crawford, and I'm the owner of Catalyst Safety Defense Services. I'm here today with We Survive Abuse, and I'm going to touch on a few safety tips that I'm pretty sure and I hope will keep you safe when you're out and about, uh, will be able to give you information to pass on to your friends, your family, and all of your loved ones. So here we go. Number one, who am I afraid of? Who makes me concerned for my safety? Is it neighbors, my ex-partners, a new person in my life? Most women are harmed by someone who they know. And I, and I want to stress that most women are harmed by someone they know. So in this situation, in this uh, predicament, what we want to do, number one, is if anybody uh, comes to you with this issue, with this problem that they have been harmed, listen to them. Listen to what they're saying. Listen to who they say uh, the perpetrator is. And if someone has not come to you, maybe it's a child, uh, maybe it's someone who fears for their safety, uh, be observant. A lot of times we overlook the obvious signs that someone is in distress. Assure safety for you as well as the person that you are trying to help. Make sure that you're going to get the best help for whatever the situation is, uh, the situation calls for, make sure you're seeking that appropriate help, whether it is friends and family, whether it is the police, uh, but always make sure that your safety is your number one concern, your safety as well as the person you are trying to help. And also never blame the person who is coming to you. Uh, listen to them with open ears, with an open mind, never point out what they could have done better. Um, always uh, just listen. And a lot of times that's what is needed from us is that person needs to be heard. Um, so never blame that person for whatever has uh, taken place. And then lastly, seek help. Uh, if someone is in distress, if someone is being abused, whether an adult or a child, we have to seek help. We cannot overlook it. We cannot uh, brush it under the rug, so to speak. We have to seek help. Number two, when you're out and about, you want to always make sure that you're staying safe. Before you leave, ask yourself, are my keys in my hand? Whether you're leaving home, a shopping center or wherever, especially if it's at night, make sure that your keys are in your hand. That way you can have quick access to gain entry into your car. Also, if your keys are in your hand, it can also be used as a weapon uh, if need be. But when you leave uh, any situation, but especially at night when it's dark, be aware and be vigilant at all times. You have to know what's going on around you. You have to keep your head up, stay out of your phone, um, avoid looking down, avoid doing things that is going to take your attention away from what's going on around you. Make sure you're parked in a lit area. That's very important because we always want to know and want to be able to see what's going on around us. So be aware and vigilant at all times. Refrain from distraction and park in the lit area. 
number three. Now, I just touched on uh, a little bit of staying away from distractions when you're out and about. Now, what do I mean by distractions? That could be talking on the phone, texting, uh, a distractive conversation, checking the receipt that you just left out of the store. In all intents and purposes, it just means not paying attention. So you always want to pay attention. You always want to stay vigilant. You will be surprised how far it goes when you can see things in advance because you are aware and you are looking for the things that are out of place, for those things that uh, give you that, get that gut feeling. So always, always try to stay away and limit distractions as much as possible, especially when you're out trying to get from one point to the next. Number four. Now, I know some people may have the question of what does staying vigilant look like? Uh, and that's a good question because a lot of people don't know. Even if you're not texting, I still may not know exactly what it is that I'm looking for. So what I mean by staying vigilant is knowing your surroundings, knowing the people, the vehicles, uh, even the animals in your neighborhood. You always want to know what's going on, um, especially when it comes to your neighborhood. If you see people outside who aren't familiar to you, that's something to pay attention to. If you see vehicles parked next to yours or vehicles that have been just sitting in one area for a while, pay attention to it. Animals, stray animals. If you know this animal does not look familiar, that could be a safety risk. So you just want to make sure that you're looking for anything that is out of place, anything that doesn't feel right, anything that doesn't uh, fit into the environment where you are. OK, so if you have a big box truck or a van who's not normally parked next to yours, is not normally in front of your um, place of residence. That red flag should go up. You should be making sure that you are paying attention closely paying attention to uh, anything that is out of place. Number five. When it comes to your safety, you can never be too safe. If you're not comfortable with walking alone to your car at night, it is perfectly fine to ask someone to walk with you, ask someone to keep an eye on you, uh, if they have store security, uh, even if it's just a store clerk that is able to watch you walk to your car, the more eyes, the better. If unfamiliar, um, definitely have as many people watch you if you're by yourself. Even if they're not there to physically get involved and physically help. Those eyes, someone will be able to see exactly what happened. Someone will be able to see exactly what vehicle was involved, maybe get a tag number. Um, but if you're on your own, if you're walking by yourself and no one knows that you're there, then you're solely you're uh, left up to your devices, left up to defend yourself. So just keep in mind something as simple as saying, hey, you know, I'm walking to my car. Can you keep an eye on me until I get in? Will go a very, very long way in the cases of an emergency.
Number six. Another question I get asked a lot is when I'm walking to one place to another, should my hands be free? I'm under the belief that you should always be able to have your hands free, uh, but mainly because you want to be able to protect yourself if need be. So if that means having the shopping cart and taking that to your car and just in case you do have your hands full, what should you do? If that emergency situation arises, you should, number one, drop whatever's in your hand to either run to a safe place or defend yourself. I know everything in the and your bags are precious to you, but it's not worth your life. So if you have to drop everything and defend yourself at all costs, uh, what's most important is that you make it home to see another day. Um, so remember that nothing that you have in your possession is worth giving your life for. So by all means, drop what you have, defend yourself, carry a shopping cart. Uh, if, if you're with someone else, just be able to get to your uh, to be able to have your hands free. So. Number seven. Another question that I get on a regular is if I'm going to be out late, is there anyone that I can take with me? If possible, I always say travel with more than one. And both people should be vigilant. And that's for a few reasons. First, you have two people to help defend, if need be. You also have two people, two sets of eyes who can monitor the situation, both be vigilant, both see if anything is out of place. Um, and then lastly, if need be, you have one person that can get help. They can call for help. They can dial 911 if need be. So it is always a plus to travel with more than one person. Uh, and that's in the daytime or at night. So yes, I would always say if you can travel with more than one person, and I know that's not realistic, uh, but again, that's why if we're by ourselves, we have to be extra vigilant to make sure that we're always stay safe. Number eight. Some things I want you to think about when you're going out, especially if you're going out late. But just in general, is my vehicle in a well-lit area? Is it easily visible to other people? Is my car parked next to a work van? Or a vehicle with tent? Uh, why are these questions important? You have to always be mindful, even in the daylight, to be vigilant. And I, you're going to keep hearing me say that, but it is so important and imperative that we're always vigilant, not just at night, not just when it's dark, but even in the daytime. And the, the answer to all of those questions is yes. Your vehicle should always be in a well-lit area. Don't get caught up in the closest parking space if it is not lit. Even in the daytime, if you know you're going to be a while, don't just park in a space that doesn't have any sort of lighting over top of it. Because when you come out, those are the vehicles that perpetrators normally look for because they're hiding in the cover of dark. So 
always try to make sure that you're in a well lit area. Make sure that it's not only in a lit area, but it's visible to other people. Uh, especially in today's time, we know that as soon as anything goes on, camera phones are coming out, people are recording. So if that's all you have to defend yourself, other people have recorded exactly what has gone on. Uh, and that could definitely be the lifesaver that you need. Now, being parked next to a work van or a vehicle with dark tent. A lot of times people use these work vans to help them commit their crimes. They have nice wide sliding doors. If they're parked directly next to you, it won't take much to slide that door open and pull you in. So the key is just to make sure in the windows you can see in to look to see what's going on. Look to see if you see people in the back uh, when it comes to dark tent. You have to just make sure that those doors aren't opening when you're next to the vehicle. You unlock it before you get there. You unlock your vehicle, just your door, and you get in as quickly as possible and lock the doors behind you. Uh, again, we're just taking extra steps and extra measures to make sure that we're safe. I mean, it's just that simple. You always want to do everything that you can to make it home to your loved ones. Number nine. Now, this is very important, and I, and I really want you to focus in and listen to what I'm saying. When you have a car that has the uh, automatic key opener that goes on your key ring, the, uh, the door opener, I'm sorry. Most of them, if you click it twice, it will unlock all of the doors. And we kind of get used to that because a lot of times we travel with other people. But if you buy yourself, you don't want to click it twice to open all of the doors. A lot of perpetrators will wait until you unlock all of the doors. And as you're getting in, they jump into your seat as well, whether it be the front seat or the back seat, they hop in. And now you're in a situation where you're both inside of the vehicle and that could be a deadly situation. So you want to get into the habit of unlocking only the driver's door. If you can do that, that will at minimum keep them from being inside of your vehicle with you, because then you definitely have a problem. And it's not to say that it's over, because, again, we're going to fight like our life depended on it. But if you can avoid that situation, do so by only clicking your remote opener once to unlock your door. OK. Number 10. So I want to talk to you real quick about what you do when you're approaching your vehicle. You've hit the remote opener once, so your door is unlocked. What should you do next? Before you get in, take a look into your back seat. A lot of times, these perpetrators will break in, lay down in the back seat, and then pop up once you're in the vehicle and you've started driving. This is a situation that you definitely cannot be in. So you always want to take a quick glance in your back seat before you get in. Once you unlock those doors, before you pull your handle, you want to just take a look into the back seat, glance over the car to make sure no one is inside of the vehicle. 
that will definitely go a long way because the last thing you want is to have someone in the vehicle either sitting behind you uh, and you be at a disadvantage. Number 11. And lastly, I want to take this time to address something that I think is overlooked by a lot of people. If you're approached by somebody, no matter how much help uh, you need, it is okay to turn them down. Remember, criminals will do and say anything they can to gain your trust. And what I really want you to remember is to always trust your gut. I know a lot of times we talk about women's intuition. It doesn't just go for infidelity. Trust your gut. Trust that intuition because it's probably telling you the right thing to do. And remember that the bad guy doesn't always look like the bad guy. A lot of perpetrators who are attractive, so to speak, will use that to their advantage. Will use that to get you to trust them. So remember to always trust your gut. And don't fall for the schemes and cons designed to make you lower your guard. The best way to avoid that is to avoid stopping and talking. A lot of times that's the goal of the perpetrator to get you to stop, to get you to talk. Uh, and even if you do happen to stop, you still want to stay vigilant because a lot of times that may be the distraction. That may be what they need to get you off guard. And take advantage of you. So always remember that. And be firm with your no. That's important. Be firm with your no. Because most people want an easy target. But if you're firm. And you mean what you say. That in itself. Can make someone choose a different target. So remember that. Trust your gut. All bad guys don't always look like bad guys. Avoid stopping and talking and be able to give a firm no if you're not interested, if you don't want to be bothered. Number 12. So I hope all of this information was clear and is understood as a safety mechanism to keep you safe at all times. Now, I know a lot of you may have heard a lot of this, and I know a lot of you may already do it. But please share it with your friends and your family, because we don't know what bit of information will get them home safe. And at the end of the day, that's all we want to do is our family, friends and loved ones to make it back home safe to us. So, again, I hope this helps. But before I go, I just want to touch on one more thing that I think will definitely go a long way in assisting you in defending yourself if need be. There are a number of different safety defense products and weapons that you can have that are non-lethal, that are legal to have on your person, in your vehicle to protect yourself. There's stun guns. Keychain style products, pepper sprays, batons. But if you want to find out more about these products, please visit our website at catalystsds.com. That's K A T A L Y S T 
sds.com and just visit the store. You'll see an array of different safety defense products and I am almost positive that you can find something that is suitable for you to defend yourself in case of that extreme emergency. Now, I hope we never find ourselves in that situation, but if we do, it is a must that we are prepared. So again, that's CatalystSDS.com, K-A-T-A-L-Y-S-T-S-D-S.com. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you. I love you. And I want you to be safe at all times. Have a great rest of your day. This is Rasul Crawford with Catalyst Safety Defense Services. If you'd like to contact me, I can be reached at Catalyst with a K, SDS.com. That's CatalystSDS.com. On Facebook, it's Catalyst Safety Defense Services. On Instagram, it's Catalyst SDS. Twitter is Catalyst SDS. If you'd like to give me a call, I can be reached at 301-945-7039. And my email is info at Catalyst Safety Defense Services Dot com. And just remember the catalysts in all aspects are spelled K-A-T-A-L-Y-S-T.